Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Libroque. My name is Jordan Maywood. Uh, how do I normally start this? What is going on? Hello, welcome to Libroque. My name is Jordan Maywood, the lackadaisical Libroque. Wow. You know, you'd think 558 plus episodes I would have this down by now, but sometimes things are off the rails. Uh, okay, what are other things I say at the top of the show? Oh yeah, uh, uh, I talk about the media I have consumed. That's what this is. That's all it is. It's boring AF. Why would you be listening to this? You weirdo. And I love you. Uh, also, you may not have consumed some of this media yourself, so I warn of that as a possibility, because if I spoil things for you, I wouldn't like that. And neither would you, unless you don't care about spoilers. There's probably people who exist that don't care about spoilers. Oh, you know what? There is for sure, because um, there's those people who uh, uh, read the last page of the book first. <laughs> yeah, wow, that, that that boggles my mind. That That is a, apparently a thing. If, if I ever met anyone like that, I'd just really like to... <sighs> I was going to say punch them in the face, but uh, just really delve into their quote-unquote brain. No, that's not fair. Uh, I kid because I love... Oh, shit. Yes, further not preparedness and not knowing what I'm doing, I didn't have my little buttons ready to start segments. So now I'm doing what they call in the biz vamping while I set it up. Uh Uh-huh. Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Zombie Engineer Training Twains. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, 310 to Yuma. Three. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, this is a technically a movie title with a colon in it. So is the movie titled Three and then the subtitle is 10 to Yuma? No, that would be silly. But I do like that thought. Uh, this is from 2007. Hadn't seen it. If I had to guess, second or third viewing. Probably somewhere in there. It is a Western movie, which uh, I feel like they don't make enough Westerns anymore. Hmm. Love a good Western. You know what? Uh, we talk about sometimes uh, Sunday movies. Movies that really set, sort of suit that Sunday vibe. And I feel like Westerns quite often really... Uh, man, a uh, nice, nice cold, maybe rainy day. Uh, throw a western on there. Maybe have some, uh, have some, some. What do you, what do you eat in a situation like this? Uh, uh, a Reuben. I don't know why I haven't had a Reuben in a long time because I feel like you don't make Reubens at home. 
at least I haven't, and the whole not leaving home thing prevents my access to Rubens the way I used to uh, occasionally once every... I'd say, how many Rubens would I eat a year? Wow, we're really going down a rabbit hole here. Uh, four? Three or four. Like, I'm not going crazy with Rubens, but I do love a Reuben. Hmm, where, how, how do I get a Reuben now? Anyways, a small-time rancher agrees to hold a captured outlaw who's awaiting a train. Mm-hmm, the titular train. <laughs> oh, shit, let's call this episode titular train. Uh, titular train. That's a perfect title. You know what? Every once in a while, I get lucky, and the title happens mid-episode uh, recording, and it's obvious like that. Uh, I, I find when I have to come up with it afterwards, it's uh, harder, and not the good harder, like a penis. Uh, a battle of wills ensues as the outlaw tries to psych out the rancher. Yeah, that's uh, fairly accurate. The, the the very, very bad man was played by Russell Crowe. The rancher, Christian Bale. And uh, there's definitely some names you will recognize in this. Peter Fonda, Alan Tudyk, that's fun. Uh, yeah, uh, rating-wise, geez, do I go five? It's almost a five. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's a strong four. It's just, you know, when I compare it to things like Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, or Unforgiven, or, like, there's better westerns, but this is a good one, and it's interesting. Um, the character Russell Crowe is playing is sort of a, a bit of an enigma, uh, just in terms of... I, I guess you never know 100% is he quote-unquote evil or not, which, uh, you know, I, I like that as a as a character type. Is he evil? Is he, is he just misunderstood? Who knows? Moving on to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade from 1989. Yes, uh, the missus... I told the missus um, that all the Indiana Jones were just made available on Netflix. At least they are now in Canada, which uh, uh, somewhat recently happened. So I, I think we're going to work our way through these. Um, something nice about these, which uh, I suppose it's sort of the same with James Bond. And maybe there's other, you know what, uh, let me know if there's any other franchises like this. Maybe there's Star Trek. Yeah, to a lesser degree. Um franchises where it doesn't matter really what order you watch them in. So this is the last crusade, even though there's uh, a movie after this, or is there, if you call it a movie, <laughs> um, but this it's because it's like a self-contained contained story. Actually, you know what? In some ways, this one, uh, it almost makes sense to start with because you get young Indiana Jones and sort of uh, the hows and whys he became the uh, it belongs in the museum of grave I was going to say not grave robber tomb delver sure uh, in 1938 after his father professor Henry Jones senior goes missing while pursuing the holy grail professor Henry Indiana Jones junior finds himself up against Adolf Hitler's Nazis again excuse me uh, to stop them from obtaining its powers yeah Nazis <laughs> one thing I remember uh, just from this viewing is uh, at one point, uh, Indiana's like, I hate Nazis. And uh, <laughs> I remember saying to the missus, 
uh, oh, wow, that's a real hot take. <laughs> Hatred of Nazis. To which uh, did not get a laugh because she doesn't laugh at jokes. Just sort of as a general rule. Uh, Rating-wise, this is... I don't know if it's my favorite. It might be my favorite Indiana Jones. It's a... Uh, Five out of five, yeah. Uh, I think I can easily easily give that. Some of that might be nostalgia for having seen this movie so many times over the years. So in '89, I would have been eight years old. I don't know if I watched this in '89 necessarily as an eight-year-old, but uh, I suppose it's possible. Really, really good. Uh, definitely watch all of these films, uh, the Indiana franchise, uh, uh, if you like, you know, movies. Except for the Crystal Skull, you know. If you skip that, I wouldn't uh, be mad at you. Unless you're a completionist like myself. Uh, moving on to The Midnight Sky from 2020. Interesting. A 2020 movie. Uh, the post-apocalyptic tale follows Augustine, a lonely scientist in the Arctic, as he races to stop Sully and her fellow astronauts from returning home to a mis mysterious global catastrophe. Yeah, so... Uh, somehow, some way, I don't know if we, it's almost like radiation or a sickness or something in the air anyways. Uh, and the only reason he's alive is because he's in the Arctic where I, I guess it hasn't reached, uh, or, or the fact that he's sort of in a airtight base up there in, in Arctic base, uh, means he's like potentially the last human left alive. Maybe there's some pockets here and there. Um, but there's also a spaceship coming from a uh, sort of a long-term mission. Or, you know what? Uh, that was interesting, too. It looked like it was, and I thought it was coming from Jupiter. Maybe it was Europa? I, I guess that's probably what it was. Uh, and maybe it was coming from, like, a terraformed planet or something like that. Because uh, 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 apparently humans had done a number on Earth. Uh, apt. Uh, and we're searching for places within the solar system to potentially move to that sort of thing or, you know, set up shop, whatever, uh, and, and found this really cool place. So they were, you know, on their way back to report that, yeah, this place is pretty cool. Let's move there. Let's, let's get our shit together. And on their way back, basically all humans die. And should they land, should they enter the Earth's atmosphere, they too would no doubt die. So this guy sort of realizes that, I guess, and uh, uh, goes to some insane feats in order to prevent that from happening and, uh, and getting communication with them and explaining the situation and sort of saying, hey, you know, turn around, uh, uh, don't come here, it ain't good. Uh, there is a really cool twist that I did not see until the last, you know, a, a fair chunk towards the end of the movie. I, I, I didn't even have a clue that this was happening. So uh, that was cool because uh, as quite often comes up on the podcast, uh, when a movie or TV or whatever piece of media really uh, surprises me, that quite often will uh, uh, get it a, a higher rating than it would have otherwise. On that note... Uh, what was the first movie we talked of? Uh, 310 to Yuma. It's similar to 310 to Yuma. It's a strong four. I don't know if it quite goes five, uh, just because there's better sci-fi, there's better post-apocalyptic, but it is cool. Uh, oh, it stars George Clooney, I should say. Uh, you're going to see him on screen for 
she's like 90% of the movie, but there's also the people on the space station, some cool space scenes, some cool sweaty hand space walks, uh, sort of a la another George Clooney movie. What was that one with Sandra Bullock and him? I can't remember, but, uh, you know, similar vibe, let's say. Uh, yeah, so did I say rating? Strong four. Okay, moving on to last, but not least, or is it least? Maybe it is least, even though it was good. Uh, Cadaver, also from 2020. Uh, uh, the original title, apparently, was spilt with a K, but on Netflix, it's spilt with a C. That has the smell of, like, suits getting involved, like, like, uh, people in an office, like, wait a second, this is spelt wrong. People are, people are not going to watch a movie that's spelt wrong. Uh, <laughs> and then the changing it. Uh, in the starving aftermath of a nuclear disaster, see, we got another post-apocalyptic. That was unplanned, by the way, uh, that I somehow watched two post-apocalyptic movies. A family of three attends a charitable event at a hotel, which takes a dark turn when people start to disappear. Uh, this also has that sort of twistiness that you're never quite sure what is happening uh like like it's possibly certain things uh, i did have a guess I, I will admit and this is i don't i don't know if i would necessarily this is to a movie's detriment when i guess what the plot or what is happening and end up being right but to me it always does kind of feel like uh you know i i have the satisfaction of being right but also, I like us. I would rather be wrong and have no idea what was going to happen, to be honest. Uh, so this is, I should say, does it say here on the IMDA? Uh, it is uh, at least the version that the missus and I watched. It's, uh, uh, shoot, what do they call it? A vo voiceover? No, is it voiceover? Uh, dubbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dubbed. Yeah, it was a dubbed movie. So they were speaking in some other language. Uh, judging by the star's names, some of the O's have lines going through them. <laughs> so I think that means some sort of Scandinavian uh, language, if I had to guess. And I don't. Um, so, you know, I, that's fine. I, I didn't know when I started. <laughs> the sort of funny thing there, too. Like, I, I didn't notice that it was dubbed. I, I, apparently, I don't watch people's mouths very often. Uh, but the missus noticed right away. And like, oh, is this dubbed? I suppose is that a knock against yeah whatever it doesn't really bug me uh, uh, subtitles like sh the miss is not a fan of dubs apparently I've just learned and definitely not a fan of subtitles whereas I dub don't care at all subtitles uh, the, the, the only thing that prevents me from watching subtitled movies uh, is that I quite often, as you no doubt know, if you were a long-time listener, first of all, thanks for sticking around, you weirdo. Uh, I quite often will be playing video games while watching movies and vice versa. So, uh, subtitles are not an option when you're living that dual media consumption life. Uh, rating-wise, 3.9. Yeah, pretty good. Thank you cadaver am i pushing this button next i think television talk today's television talk sponsor is swedish turkey like swedish fish 
but in the shape of a turkey. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, okay, I got a bit of a different one here for you. Um, uh, yeah. This is a television special. Huh, do they have those still? I wonder, yeah, I guess they probably do. Uh, I, Netflix, like, they, they kind of have the, the, the special where it's like a, you know, three or four episode things. But back in the day, especially around Christmas time, which it is still sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, from my perspective, uh, they were much more prevalent, I would say, if I had to hazard a guess. And this one, uh, A Muppet Family Christmas, uh, was a, such a strong hit in my nostalgia bone that it just blew my mind. Uh, having totally forgotten that this even existed, and I forget how, somehow, some way, it, it must have come up on a podcast, or or it just like something struck me this year where I remembered that this was a thing. Um, a, a thing that back in my uh, uh, youth, since this came out in 87 and I was born in 81, uh, and must have watched this on several several Christmases over uh, some intervening years there. It's just like I was amazed at how much I knew what was going to happen, knew the songs and uh, it, it just an incredible thing. OK, now all that's true. But let me throw another little uh, 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 monkey wrench, but like a delicious monkey wrench made out of chocolate and smells so, so good. Jesus Christ, uh, is the fact that uh, for the first time ever, I decided to smoke a little pot, allegedly. And when I say a little, I mean um, probably more than is uh, uh, normal, than I normally would. And then watch this thing. And I got to say, even if you were not to do that, this thing is insane. Uh, Muppets in general, if, if you just think of sort of the concept of them, are, or, are, are sort of weird. But when you have, you have the Muppets, you have the people from Sesame Street, you have the goddamn Fraggles. Uh, I, I was expecting the uh, Ninja Turtles to show up at one point. It, it, it's just it's some of the insane things that happen in this, mixed with the sort of uh, Christmas cheer and uh, very traditional uh, singing of songs. Uh, it, it's just delightfully weird and uh, wholesome. And uh, at, at one point, Ralph the dog uh, talks to the dog from Fraggle Rock. And one of them, it's a real sort of Pluto goofy situation where one can talk and one can't. Like, it's just insane things like that. And this, the Swedish chef wants to fucking kill Big Bird and cook him for the Christmas dinner. Uh, a snowman has to come inside at one point because it's too cold outside. Friggin' Miss Piggy. It's it's just, you have to watch this. You really, really, I, I swear... Uh, this is a thing that you have to do. Uh, I, I don't put recommendations like this out very often, but, uh, next Christmas, you know what? I'll give you a year to prepare. You're going to want to get yourself, uh, uh, a nice Christmas meal, get some, you know, your, your turkey and all your, your fixing and stuff, which I should say on that note, uh, this year with the way things are, I ordered a, a, a complete meal fully cooked and prepared. All we had to do was heat it up. Yes. So do that. Get yourself some pot. Smoke slightly, slightly, mind, too much. <laughs> 
So, you know what? Take the year to figure out what that dosage is. Uh, Hey, that'll make the year pretty fun, too. Uh, Then, have all these things sort of in place. uh, Finish your meal. Put this on and enjoy the ride that is a Muppet Family Christmas. Six out of ten. If you follow the instructions I have outlined Yeah. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Moses Plumbing. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, let's see. Item the first. How did this get played? Which I have been thoroughly enjoying. But when you add the addition of goddamn Paul F. Tompkins, podcasting royalty, uh, it is an episode I have to, well, do what I'm doing now, which is bring back to talk about in the hopes that you turn this piece of shit off and go listen to that. Actually, wait, because a lot of other things you should also do the same thing with, too. There, bye. Uh, yeah, uh, I think, you know what, I can't say with 100% surety if I knew Paul F. Tompkins was uh, a bit of a gamer, um, but my already uh, incredibly deep and strong man love for him has just been deepened and strongened uh, by this knowledge. They played um, something called Bible Adventures. Uh, how did this get played? it's not the go-to rule that they'll play weird or bad games. It's just that is quite often what happens. Uh, this being one of them, both weird and bad. Uh, apparently it was from for the NES, but it was like a, not a pirate, like a, a like non-licensed or, 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 or something to that effect. Um, a blatant cash grab. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, so so to hear them talk of the game, which they didn't do a, a huge amount, which is one of my reasons that I love podcasts. They sort of talked about a bunch of different things, including was on the set of Mr. Show, uh, how they used to game to the degree where sometimes it was hard to get people on set, which is a delightful little fact. And the fact that uh, uh, Paul back in the day used to uh, attend land, land parties. Uh, playing uh, Halo, Halo LAN parties. That is just a delight to picture. Imagine being back then. Uh, I would, uh, I I didn't really play Halo back then or still to this day, but uh, I'm picturing sort of a golden eye style party like that. Ooh, yeah. With all these comedians late, late, late into the night, drinking, drugging perhaps, smoking cigarettes as you used to do back then. Good, good times. I have a lot of memories like that of, of just nights of uh, nights or days of j- just playing video games with my friends. Yeah, one of the reasons I love video games is sort of that nostalgia factor, which uh, this podcast reminded me of. So thank you for that. Uh, Nerd Poker, colon, Forest Meetup with Felicia Day. Yes, not dissimilar to how did this get played i have been thoroughly enjoying nerd poker as i do now i will say for nerd poker it's a it's a podcast in which people play D. now the D that they play perhaps perhaps is not the greatest in terms of 
strictly D and D. It's a, it, it it can get a little slowish, kind of sort of kind of sort of. But when it is uh, comedians playing, uh, I'm not necessarily coming for the D and D so much as the banter. Um, so when you have someone on like Felicia Day, who was good at both, <laughs> to be honest, both good at D and D and good at banter, uh, just a goddamn delight. Uh, also because I am, I think I mentioned maybe last episode, working my way through Supernatural. Oh, I just watched one. Okay. Well, I won't go with a spoiler for that, uh, with her in it. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yes, yes. Uh, so sort of uh, remembering in my rewatch of Supernatural to uh, finally finish it uh, that she was like one of my favorite characters on that and then saw her pop on pop up on this in a sort of a, a bonus released holiday episode was a goddamn delight uh, her character was insane uh, it was like a, a cannibalistic goblin although can you be okay here, here's a question for you for all you cannibals out there uh, it yeah, I guess it wouldn't really be cannibals because a cannibal is when you eat your own species. But if you're eating other species, it's just like eating a cow, isn't it? Or is it the sentience that makes it cannibalistic? I don't know. I, I kind of think it's species. Anyways, she was a little bit... Uh, uh, she liked to eat things that maybe others would frown upon. Yeah, let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it was a sane... Uh, two shot, but they uh, put it into one episode. So uh, thank you, Felicia Day and Nerd Poker. Uh, similarly, I wanted to uh, uh, mention Critical Role since they are done for 2020, and the next next episode won't be till 2021. Uh, despite actually this episode coming out in 2021, uh, but from my perspective, I got a bit of a wait, which is sad because uh, those episodes over the course of the year this year, 2020, really uh, uh, just helped me get through it, period. Uh, I, I know people say that, uh, uh, and it's not an original thought by any means, and it's something that occasionally you will stumble upon a, a piece of media like this that you can, that your mind sort of really latches onto, and during those times of stress... Uh, you can, you can visit and it sort of lessens that stress and lessens it and lessens it. And then you get engrossed in it and then you forgot what you were stressed about. And it's as simple as that. It's, it's a diversion from, uh, the, the, the troubled times, but that's all it needs to be. And, uh, I just wanted to mention that, uh, you, you, I feel like anyone can enjoy it. Like, uh, you don't have to, how nerd poker, their D and D is like nerd poker and critical role are both media in which people are playing D and D, but they're so vastly different. And that's a good thing. Uh, you can have this game be played in so many different ways. None of them wrong. Well, I suppose there's some wrong. You could, you know, stick dice up your butt. Hey, even then I'm not going to yuck your yum. Um, <laughs> one thing in particular that I just want to mention before we wrap is that, uh, uh, Veth, uh, in the last episode, I think in particular, maybe a little bit before, is sort of using uh, using out of character knowledge, uh, so 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 sort of meta hijinks, and and this is the way that meta can be fun. 
um, is basically trying to cock block Bo and Yasha. Uh, I don't use cock block in the sense, uh, even though cocks are not necessarily involved, uh, you know, you know what I mean when I say cock block. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and it's just a goddamn delight. Just like laughs, uh, like over the course of watching this, this year, uh, uh, critical role just, did I start it this year? Yeah, I guess I did because it was like, uh, started as soon as sort of quarantine started with the realization that, you know what, now I actually have time to watch this thing that I didn't ever felt like I did before. So, uh, it, yeah, <laughs> Okay, folks, uh, whatever. We This is an episode. You, you can't deny it. There was talking for a length of time. Things were said. Uh, what episode is this? 558? So what do you think? We quit at 1,000, right? That'll be final episode? We'll see. 666, maybe? I don't know. Regardless, I should say the final thing to say, which is always the final thing to say, which is it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper